0: Hello and welcome to another Why the Long Face Shortcut. This week we're talking about bipolar depression. Ah, which is quite a misunderstood malady. We're normally having a beer or two, but it's Sunday. Paul's delicate, but I'm going to have a little can. Here we go. Ooh, cheeky. A little cheeky can. Ah, yeah. oh, there we go. But is it kind of uh, the hard stuff, or? No, it's not. It's Morrison's Cloudy Lemonade. Uh, I don't... Uh, we might so rock and roll. Morrison's. Morrison's is probably the best supermarket. And this Cloudy Lemonade... Uh, comes in at about one twenty-five for six. It's Delicious.
1: Ah, bargain. Well, that, you can get what you pay for, though. You can nice, tell. Lovely, it's really nice. Really?
0: Yeah, it's diet. It's lemon. It's lemony, and uh, no, it's quality. It's absolute quality. It
1: saying. doesn't taste of chemicals.
0: Mm. I do tend to get a bit of a headache. You get it afterwards. Bright lights in my peripheral vision, mm. but it's uh, apart from that, it's, all right.
1: it's like metallic taste on the tongue.
0: <laughs> like metallic taste. Um, Slight monsterism. Remember when Bart was uh, in The Simpsons, was uh, (laughs) an experimenter for soft drinks. (laughs) The uh, experimenter just looked at him and went, pleasant aftertaste, slight monsterism. (laughs) Monsterism. (laughs) Ah, The Simpsons. So, yeah, maybe you want to um, crack the can on uh, what we're discussing today.
1: Uh, Okay, so we're talking about depression, but depression is part of the bipolar Uh,
0: What? Really?
1: Manic, or what used to be called manic depression, right?
0: Are you saying that it's all one thing, and it's just the symptoms of bipolar are you get high as well as late?
1: I think there's no reliable way to tell the difference between someone who comes along uh, with symptoms of depression that might distinguish between just depression or depression that's part of a bipolar disorder. Especially if it's your first ever ever episode, you're not going to know. Hmm. If, that, if that high is around the corner But that's, that's the thing isn't it That distinguishes between depression or recurrent depression And bipolar disorder Which is usually recurrent episodes of depression and mania But I think the whole picture is changing Because of research into briefer episodes Of elevated mood, hyperactivity and so on That characterise that mania Or hypomania, less severe mania which doesn't necessarily have such a, um, a detrimental effect on how you function.
0: So mania—that uh, sounds like kind of a vaguely Victorian term. Is it something that's still used?
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: And what does it? What does it? M5, by?
1: ICD-10, everything. So classic mania: you have elevated mood, uh, disproportionate the situation, um, hyperactive, loads more energy, feel feeling like you're driven by a motor. So
0: basically, an actress.
1: Yeah, or you after you've had. 10 espressos. Got it. Except you'd be a lot more irritable <laughs> and grumpy. <laughs> Although that is your default setting these days, isn't it?
0: Uh, irritable, yes. Over 50. Everyone's a twat.
1: It's irritability...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be so irritated. Goes <laughs> up every- to
1: 11. Well, um, people weren't such idiots. I mean. Yes, it's, it's, the, it's the world's fault, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Finally. Yeah. Finally, Finally someone easy. understands... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you really understand. So, um, uh, what, well, thoughts racing quickly, oh, I le- I lots of ideas, continue. that kind of thing.
1: Racing thoughts. Yeah. And uh, less need for sleep because you've got bundles of energy. You don't need sleep. Right. And in its most extreme forms, you may not sleep at all. Be up all night. For how long? Ooh, sometimes for a week. No way, for two. Yeah.
0: Jesus, does that have a detrimental effect on well, your health?
1: It does. If you the, the less you sleep, the more the more manic you get. I think in the early stages, it's like a warning sign. If you stop, if you're uh, not sleeping as much.
0: A stupid question. If um, you're manic, I guess it's hard to understand sometimes that there is a problem because a, it feels good uh, to yeah. have all these ideas throwing through you flowing through you. Yeah, um,
1: it's yeah, that's right. You, you it's you've probably got less insight. Uh, in a in manic or even mild manic state than you do if you're depressed because it's a kind of, well, I'm full of all these great ideas and why can't everyone see the value in these ideas? It's a yeah. uh, feeling of impatience. Why can't you keep up? Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm going to talk over you and I know what you're thinking even before you, before you say it and that kind of thing. These so. are fairly irritating people then. Uh, <laughs> they can
0: do they tend to be highly intelligent people or is that not necessarily no. a factor?
1: No. Really? No, that's not predictive.
0: Wow, that's interesting. So, anybody is it is it more prevalent in any particular race, demographic, class, gender? Demographic? Oh, right.
1: Uh, it's 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 equal between the genders, right? Pretty much the prevalence of bipolar, and it um, you probably do see a bit more of it in the lower socioeconomic demographic because people drift down, perhaps into that into that level of functioning. Is that because mean?
0: mental illness often affects people in lower socioeconomic groups? Too, yeah, Because their life's harder in a way.
1: Well, it's partly, it, it, is, it has been shown it's partly because their life's harder, but it's also been shown that there is a drift effect as well. So, for example, if it's not your first episode that you're presenting with, you've, you've probably already been, you, your, your lifestyle's already been affected by your illness, your, your occupational level and so on. Mm. Um, you mean
0: you can socially drift import- downwards just based on your illness? Yeah,
1: if you like, don't get help um, yeah, yeah. early enough. I mean, let's, let's, be, let's be honest about it. You know, it, it does affect your functioning, doesn't it? I mean, being, being depressed or high. So there are other things on the list of symptoms, like things like grandiosity, feeling that you have special gifts or powers, which can reach delusional intensity. Were you um, ever diagnosed? Like the Messiah complex. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not I even am. during that period where I you were. I am just the best psychiatrist in the world. <laughs> you went around it's saying that you were
0: Hannibal, and you were going to take uh, Elephants Over Clapham Common.
1: Oh, that. Yes, we weren't going to talk about that.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought it was no holds barred. No, I see. <laughs> no, no. Uh, do, do you sort of grand schemes as well? Great, great plans that people have? I think have? What
1: one psychiatrist uh, said on, um, I think I saw it on a YouTube video, it's basically just like being on a crack mission. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Right. But uh, there are a lot of similarities between someone who's, who's intoxicated with a with a stimulant and and being uh, being manic. Right. That's it's probably the best way to understand it. Right. Um, Do you think this, the similar mechanisms the, are going on in the brain? Yes. A, right, a similar right, sort right. of overdrive that's going on. Right. Uh, the problem is, of course, that everything that usually things that go up must come down again. So often, if you can prevent the manic episode, then you'll prevent the crushing lows. That not inevitably, but usually come after uh, a high right so you might as a punter go along for help when you're low and unless you tell the doctor that you've had a high he may just assume that you just need an antidepressant just mm. uh, you know because it's a box standard depressive illness um, so
0: if, if you're on a low uh, but you are bipolar is it a different treatment from a standard depressive yeah, um, presentation.
1: Yeah, I think you've got to be absolutely wary of, of, of ah. aware of the fact that if you prescribe someone with bipolar disorder with an antidepressant alone, then there is a risk of that causing a switch into a manic state.
0: So you do obviously stupid question, but you do, as uh, someone presents with depressive symptoms, you do say. Do you have periods of elation? Do you have periods where you don't sleep at all? And Massive bouts of creativity? Blah blah blah.
1: Well, you should, mm. uh, but it's very easy for doctors mm. uh, to forget to ask those questions mm. um, when someone is just predominantly coming to you feeling low. And often people forget when they've had episodes of feeling high. Actually, it comes down to what we were saying before about sometimes lacking insight yeah. into the fact you you're high, especially if it's a milder form, hypo mania and if you have a history of depressive episodes and hypomanic episodes that puts you in a different kind of category it makes you bipolar 2 rather than bipolar 1 so different categories of it and bipolar 2 is classically missed because the highs are more subtle they may Got not it. have affected you to the extent that you were hospitalized or or even that you had to give up a job or in many cases that hypomanic phase can be very very productive mm. Especially if you work in the creative industries, where you're starting to make right. lots of creative connections between things, and you're you're energized.
0: So you don't just come up with uh, bad, crazy—a form of a better word. I shouldn't use the word crazy, but you know what I mean. Uh, cra- crazy ideas. You can actually you can actually uh, be part of a period of great creativity oh, and product, or, or just productivity. And productivity. Right. Whatever job, whatever done. Yeah. whatever okay. job
1: you, you're doing, you get the job done mm. probably twice as fast. Mm. So mild mania can make you more productive, but uh, as you get higher and higher and get into a full-blown manic episode, you become less productive because then you find it much more difficult to focus on what you're doing. Your mind becomes way too distractible. It's is there any flying off in different directions.
0: De- delusion as well, which says, this is brilliant, this is the best, this is the most crazy, wonderful thing in the world, uh, and actually yeah. it's not.
1: So that's what comes <laughs> along with that, as we said before about the whole messiah thing. But um that brings us uh, nicely on to um Stephen Fry's Stephen Fry who is my depressive hero of the week. Ah, depressive hero of the week. And sufferer of bipolar disorder, although he will openly admit his depressive episodes are more handicapping for him than
0: than the highs. I uh, would most bipolar people think that, do you think? No. Ah, right, interesting.
1: Right. So, and The great thing about his series of documentaries in 2006, The Secret Life of a Manic Depressive, parts one one and two, is that he um, allows himself to be filmed in a state of mild mania, I guess, where he's happy (laughs) and buying 12 iPods and sort of overspending a bit. But he can afford to. And generally, he's more creative and stimulated and so on. Um, Kind of brave of him. But very brave to be filmed and to allow that to be broadcast. He also allowed himself to be filmed when he was on the other side of that, uh, when he was depressed. But he was responsible enough to also interview people and uh, often quite famous celebrities like Carrie Fisher, who'd suffered more serious uh, manic episodes and had ended up hospitalized as a result of them. So, but much respect to the guy for coming out and talking about his his mental illness and saying that he is a man who is at the mercy of his moods
0: so here's a funny thing when when you look at Stephen fry i think we both admire him he's funny, funny yes yeah. as, funny as hell and obviously quite bright and a novelist as well do you does your opinion of him diminish in any way knowing that he is a sufferer from a, a fairly serious mental illness no uh you just think he's more of a hero in a way don't you and I he agree. Makes, It makes exactly. it more interesting <laughs> well, that's an interesting point. Yeah. He does. It, it, and you it,
1: wonder if he'd achieved as much in his life as
0: he has done if he hadn't had the condition as well, in a way. Yeah, exactly. So in some ways, it, is it help, helped him. That, that's right. I think the really important point is that it, it doesn't diminish a person, no. uh, the fact that they suffer from a serious mental health issue. And, and, and them coming out and being honest about it actually does the opposite.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he also he's also, though, quite um, clear on the responsibility of the sufferer to get some help. So he will say that he needs to take medication to help moderate his moods. He didn't used to and he used to prefer not to but I think overall he's now on the side of medication. As a psychiatrist I'm not in the position to tell people what to do with regard to medication unless of course they're in a strange situation of taking away someone's liberty to protect themselves or other people but most of the time you wouldn't be in that position so it'd be just a kind of negotiation really.
0: Well as a psychiatrist you've always been as far (laughs) as I can remember someone who wants to do the best thing for the patient and and you don't exclude the possibility of a a long-term medical um, regime.
1: Well there have been patients who've decided not to take medication and I've thought well I can't obviously insist on it and I've but what I've there would be no point in um, destroying the therapeutic relationship I have with this with, mm. this, with this individual, um, this person in front of me, who's who I feel might suffer more as a result of make of that decision. Let's maintain this relationship because ho- hopefully at some point we'll be able to work together to try and minimise the um, complications of these mood swings.
0: And it's interesting with Stephen Fry. You, you think he must have considered before he allowed himself to be filmed uh in a in a sort of manic state or even in a depressed state you know is is this gonna make me look bad or is this gonna make me not as popular anymore um, huh. he must have cost his mind and of course he's yeah. almost certainly done the opposite um it's very interesting to watch maybe him it's easier state. to yeah i suppose
1: it's always a brave decision he's a hero for doing it and, he, and i don't think he has been diminished in anyone's mind
0: for no doing it. anyone who matters <laughs> yeah frankly yeah yeah. Um, I, 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 the other thing, just finally, my my last thought on it is, uh, he's clearly manic when you see him on TV, but he's still him. Hey. he's well, wh- not wh- all wh- the time. No, no. Sorry, in his documentary, I'm talking about.
1: Oh, in certain parts of the documentary. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's clearly manic. Yeah. And yet, it's still him. And if you yeah. were his brother or his cousin or his husband, you'd still love him. Mm. It, it's still Stephen Fry. He's just in a, in a in a strange zone that he's probably best out of but it's mm. not as if he's mad or frightening or or, or you know mm. crazy or mm. looks like he's about to do something um, dangerous he's just you know
1: there's Stephen fry who's a bit high right uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you yeah and and there's a Stephen Fry who's a bit low too who um, who's also been on TV screens when he's been in that in that very low state but you wouldn't actually necessarily know it
0: uh, well we talk about the mask don't we in yeah. other episodes and how people become adept um, at being actors at playing not a different character but playing themselves as an okay person when they're, when they're, <laughs> when they're far from okay and it's quite a talent and an exhausting one at that
1: uh, he, he he describes how he was comparing the show QI and he was very very low at that point but still able to perform because he's a consummate professional and so on but all the time he was um, cracking jokes to the audience, he had a little inner voice going, you're a cunt, you're a cunt, you're a cunt. I'm well, using the C word because I'm quite... sure it
0: wasn't Alan Davis. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's terrible, isn't it? Amazing. amazing uh, and There's no correlation between um, what your inner voice is telling you and what you actually are. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, he was able to get halfway through a West End show, wasn't he? In 1995. And he suddenly disappeared off... Um, uh, he couldn't he just basically couldn't st- he couldn't actually maintain the pretense any longer Yeah, he was in a depressive episode it wasn't until 2012 when he did actually take an overdose uh, with vodka when he was filming a show a about anti-gay campaigners in Russia and Uganda and he was in Uganda at the time I remember that show and his, produ- and his producer found him convulsing uh, having taken this huge overdose wow. saved his life yeah. amazing but anyway uh, uh, and brave enough to tell a story about that too a,
0: a very very definite hero of the week excellent choice excellent choice dr paul
1: hey thanks for joining us on why the long face as ever we're here to inform hopefully and entertain but we're not here to give you medical advice there is however information on our website ytlf.com that's w-h-y-t-l-f.com about where to get help see you next time